Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100-Year Real Estate Investor. We are your host, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long-term personal financial engineering. Gino, how's it going? Jake, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? You know, I'm always making it happen, big man. And Gino, I'm going to tip my hat to you today, sir. Woo. You've built a tremendous personal balance sheet through strategic planning. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, you've been a lifelong student of finance. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to dive into why you chose whole life as an instrumental part of your personal financial planning. So Gdad, get us kicked off here. Wow. You're talking three decades. It's been a long process. Doesn't happen overnight. It's not. For me, it was, I had a great foundation. My parents were excellent teachers, but the teaching was limited back in the eighties. Save your way to retirement. You could do that. Things changed in the 90s and the 2000s. Technology, competition, global. So I started learning. I started reading. The first book I read that really impacted me was The Richest Man in Babylon. Did you just say China? <laughs> Did not. <But laughs> okay. You see, what, you, you see what's going on, bro. Everything started Can we changing. get a refrigerator, folks? Please. Can I get a refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. Nice supply chain issues. But do you, see, do you see what's going on? I had to change myself. The first thing I realized as I was going through my journey subconsciously if you want to become successfully financially, the MJ DeMarco quote, be a producer. Don't mm -hmm. just be a consumer. That was and Ayn now, Rand a long time ago. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm stealing <laughs> it. And, and Jake, think about it. Now that we produce so much, yeah. our consumption is actually less than what it normally would be because I don't care about consuming my, anymore. My consumption appetite is so much less when yes. you can have it when you want it, right? Mm -hmm. Except for yes. the supply chain, right? <laughs> <laughs> the next one, I was always taught to save for an event. Now, there's nothing wrong with following someone like a Dave Ramsey when you're first starting out because the emergency fund is important. Saving for three to six months is important. Probably overconsumption, instant gratification is important. Yeah. But for me, it stops there. I utilize whole life for my emergency funds because I don't want to put it into a savings account where I can pull it out easily. And then all His of a sudden, strategy it's gone. burns out quick if yes. you're actually going for it in life. If you want uh, to, yes. yeah, if you want to live in the, what do they call it? The abundance, the Jake. Yes. No, I know. Fire. But like if you fire whatever, independence, we, retire early. Yes. Yeah. If, if you want to live in the bungalow down by the creek and, you know, have your, your quote unquote carry costs be $40,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yes. If that's the path you choose, that's fine. But that's the path that Dave Ramsey's taking you. He's not mm -hmm. taking you on a path to abundance. That's the thing we got to get clear. He might get you out of debt, yes. but then from there, you need to work on, on growth and have a growth mindset and abundance mindset. And that's where it fizzles out. I love that. That's an, that is an excellent point. So for me, I was saving for my kid's college. I was saving for my retirement. Save for an investment that will pay for that event. An example... Say that again. That's that's very impactful. Like you can't you can't stress this enough. Please just repeat that because this Absolutely. is this is everything, folks. Save for an investment that will pay for the event. A classic example: 2013, Jake and Gino buy their first property, a dilapidated 25 unit, quote unquote, crack den. Let's who, call it a mom and pop. Who would mom have pop known? Apartment. Mom and pop. <laughs> who would have known that in six months we would reposition it? pull all our capital out plus some. And eight years later, it's still paying us $8,000 a month, sometimes up to 10,000 a month. I split it three ways. It's me, Jake, and my brother. So I am netting about $2,500 a month every single month. Guess what? 
my daughter, who just graduated college last year, four years paid with the 25-unit mom and pop. My son's in his sophomore year. He's paying it. Guess what? The principal is getting paid down. The asset is still appreciating, and I'm using the cash flow every month to pay for my kids. I'm not saving for that those events because once you save for the event and the money's gone guess what you got to continue to save again that's so inefficient it takes so long but buying that and asset, there's no tax benefits doing that either absolutely that asset is going to continue to pay for all six of my children so it's very very important that's crucial i when i realized that game changer I utilize whole life, the cash value in the whole life policy. I can borrow that out. We call it the dual asset strategy and I can go buy an asset, let that asset cash flow, pay the policy loan back. I end up with two assets at the end of the day. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Number three, protect your assets. Early on, I couldn't afford whole life, or at least I thought I couldn't afford it. Where am I going to get the money from? I was plowing money into a 401k. I could have redirected, in which I did. I redirected that into my whole life because I want money today. The time value of money is crucial. When you're 30 years old and you're looking into a 401k, when you're in minimum time, you can pull it out as 59 and a half without getting penalized. That's 30 years away. The opportunity cost of losing that money is tremendous. So protect your assets and protect yourself with whether you need any kind of death insurance. I have umbrella coverage. We have homeowners. If you're renting, you need proper insurance. So part of your financial plan has to encompass insurance. You need to protect yourself. Number you know, liquidity right now, though, before we move on. Absolutely. Many of us, look, a lot of liquidity flushing around in the system right now. Mm -hmm. This is the opportunity to get into a whole life policy because you're going to be making more than you have in the bank, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be making a lot more in your whole life policy return-wise than keeping money in the bank. And then it's the same thing. You utilize the money in the whole life policy to go buy your deal. That's mm -hmm. the strategy, folks. And then the, the cherry on top is you're protecting your family for the long term. Yes. And if you get into, we don't want to get crazy now, but if you get into things like trusts and, and you have it paying back into the trust, you're really setting your family up for success in the long term. Number four, 100, 100 year mindset. You know, Don't always chase IRR. This is important. Don't always chase yield. Not all of your dollars need to be at risk. That's why I love the whole life policy. I took the first one out when I was 30 years ago, long time ago. It was only five grand a year. I've got over $150,000 in cash value right now, and it's doubling every year. Now it's really starting to accelerate. The great thing about it is it forced me to save. This buy term invested difference, 98% of the population does not do that. They buy term and then go buy a couch or buy term and then go buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never invest the difference. I don't care what inch, you tell me. 80 inch LCD. Yes. Hey, dude, I didn't think that's a thing anymore, but here's, here's the, the, oh my God, you said something so impactful. You're basically saying, okay, look, you're looking at IRR. So many, and I get it. If we do a syndication, you have to look at internal rate of return. I'm going to be completely upfront. Look, we teach syndication. We understand IR. We understand it's important, but we typically like to buy deals in-house personally. We like mm -hmm. Gino and I, we, we, we go out and buy a deal. I will not run IRR on a deal that we're buying personally. Mm -hmm. The only thing I look at is cash flow. the same way that I'm looking at a whole life policy. I just want to create assets that pay me every month. Mm -hmm. Gang, this is this has been so instrumental in wealth building for me personally. You create a snowball that grows every month from a cash flow perspective. If, if you have true cash flow assets, you're done. You're done. And then it grows. And that's when that snowball gets really interesting. Mm -hmm. Look, it's okay to invest for appreciation if that's what you want to do, but I want the cash flow and I've, I've felt it. And it's, I'm telling you, cash flow is king. And you said that I can pivot the next one, which is great, but don't be chasing yield in every deal. Have some of your money in guaranteed. Let it pay you. you where you can Let your money it. actually work for you. Yes. 
The next one is become a master investor. Like Jake just said, learn a specific niche. If you like crypto and you love to trade crypto, you love to mine it, master it. If you love single family, master that. Turn it into an entrepreneurial adventure business. Read the book by uh, Michael Gerber. I mean, that, that's an amazing book. Read that because you'll learn how to become an entrepreneur. So when you start a venture, whether it's a single family, you don't have to be mom and pop of the single family venture. You can actually build a business. So become a master yeah. investor on that. The next one is to think in terms of decades, not just years. Dr. John Martino, we had a podcast with him on the Jake and Gino show. He's a polymath, a lot smarter than Jake and Gino. What he basically said, if you're building Still wealth- Still don't know what that is. <laughs> look it up, Google it, polymath. He basically said, it should be boring. Whole life is boring. Multifamily at times can be very boring. I mean, although there could be a little bit of drama with the property management, but your buildings are sitting there. And over years and years, that property that Jake and I were talking about that we bought for $650,000 back in 2013, it's probably worth over $2 million right now. It's been only eight years. And it's a snoozer. And it's a snoozer. Like Jake said, it's on autopilot for the most part. Once you reposition it, it's just a process where you have your property management team going out there, making sure that it's running up and running, making sure that the property's taken care of. You're getting residents in there. But we, we like put all said, new roofs on it, siding, we painted the thing, repositioned the whole you know deal. And it's just, it's in demand. I yes. mean, it's, it's it's a basic human need, as, as Gina likes to say. Mm -hmm. So that that's those are my my top six tips that I have there. Go back and listen to them. I'll read. Let me repeat them real quick. So I want you to write them down. Number one, be a producer. Important. Produce something. Don't you think about getting a paycheck and then going out and spending it. Produce. Save for an investment. Number three is protect your assets. Number four, don't always chase yield. Number five, become a master investor. And number six. Think in terms of decades. Now, Jake, I want to share. A Can I give a 6.1? Actually, absolutely, bro. You know, it's my favorite. And we put it on T-shirts. If it don't cash flow, let the grass grow. All right. That's all <laughs> I got to say. 6.1. <laughs> uh, let me, you know, specifically answer your question. A couple of mistakes that I made because I was not financially intelligent at the time. I at least started my first policy when I was 30. At the age of 33 or 34, I've had these financial planners that said, time out. You have all this money going into a 401k. You're not going to touch that for the next 20 years. Your dream, which was mine, was investing in real estate. How can I do that if I've got my money in a 401k? So they diverted a ton of money, probably over $20,000 a year into a whole life policy. Now, I had that growing for six or seven years. When I met Jake on our third deal, I didn't have that money saved and I didn't have that money accessible. I would not be here with Jake and Gino right now. That third deal meant everything to me. I leveraged the equity in my home to buy that third deal. And guess what? That forced savings from the whole life, I was stupid. I surrendered the policy. I actually pulled all the cash value out and I was at break even after seven years. But at least I had that money saved in the whole life policy. What I should have done was I should have borrowed it. Policies back then weren't structured as they are now. The policy loan was a little bit higher. I think it was around 8% at the time. But that's why we set this up. So we make sure these are designed for the real estate investor in mind. It, exactly. And that was the big mistake that I actually surrendered it. But now looking back at it, it's okay. And I had that money accessible. If I didn't have that money accessible, I would have two or three or five or 6% of equity in that deal when this gave me the ability to get 30% of equity in that deal. And that deal changed everything for Jake and Gino. It put us on the map. It was 136 units. So the opportunity cost of not having that deal, I may not be an investor, a real estate investor right now. I may be still stuck at the restaurant. So but like I said to you, chasing yield, chasing yield, chasing yield all the time with your dollars is not the smartest thing to do. I had that money in reserve sitting there earning a decent return, protecting me uh, if something ever happened to me on the death benefit side, but I was able to access that money and pull that out. My big mistake, 
I wish I had met the 100 year team 10 or 15 years ago and not have surrendered that policy. Going into the future, bought an IUL policy two years ago, another big mistake. That's why this 100 year for me has been such a passion project because IULs can work for certain people. They don't work for the real estate investor. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing with multifamily. Look, we've put ourselves out there. We documented the journey and we learned from our mistakes. And now we've been able to correct and document and share and shorten the learning curve for others. And Gino, just to call you out here, you own 35% of that deal and it pays you about nine grand a month. So that's uh, that's pretty (laughs) sweet. Nine nine grand a month after pulling out our equity three times. I mean, it's been a truly a life-changing deal for me from the aspect of getting the experience being able to say that, hey, we got 136 units. It launched the Wheel of Our Profits book. It launched the learning management system, Kajabi, for the Jake and Gino platform. I learned so much on that deal with you. It was life-changing. If I didn't have that money, guess what? There's no opportunity there. So for me, that set everything up. Now, going back to the IUL, I shouldn't have done an IUL two years ago because there's a, there's an inordinate amount of risk. You're getting capped out at a certain percentage. You can't go below zero, but that's not what my strategy was for. If you're going to invest in stocks, invest in stocks. If you're going to invest, pull it out of it. Don't put it into an insurance policy where that thing may blow up. Insurance gets more costly as you get older. I would have should have put it into a whole life policy. Money's guaranteed there. I know that I'm using that money for an opportunity. When a deal comes, I can pull it out and then put it back in, use it for my cash management. What I ultimately ended up doing was this year, I ended up buying policies on all of my children. Same concept where I have the cash value in there and I'm using it for an estate planning tool and also for a, you know, a Papa Gino tool that when my kids get older, they're like, hey, Gabriella, here's your policy. You earned it. You deserve it. Either there's cash value in there. If you want to borrow that money and go buy a home or go buy a car or do whatever you want, that's your money. So that's how we're utilizing these policies. They're part of our cash management system. They're part of the plan where you don't want to risk all of your money. You want some of your money guaranteed working for you, giving you a living benefit as well as protecting your estate and giving you a death benefit as well. You're having both of these. And Jake and I are big on entrepreneurship and owning. Term insurance, you're renting it out. When you're buying it when you're 24 years old, all of a sudden you're 45 years old, it expires. It's more expensive. And guess what? You may not be insurable. I've gone through that. Had problem four or five years ago. I don't know if I'm insurable going forward. I can get policies on my kids. I can get policies on my wife. Haven't seen if I can get one on myself. So always think about in terms of decades. So if you're going to be thinking in terms of decades, term insurance is throwing money in the trash because over 99% of those policies don't get called. So you're just renting which is not what we want to do when we become entrepreneurs. We're seeing the way to grow wealth is by owning stuff. And when you have a whole life cash value policy, you're owning that cash value and you're thinking in terms of decades, not in terms of days or years, Jake. Do you know you are the go-giver? I appreciate everything today. And gang, if you want more insights into how Gino set up his personal financial plan utilizing whole life, schedule a call with our team at 100year.com. That's 100year.com. And it just happens to be my to be my most favorite website. So Gino, thanks so much for your time today. Gang, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jake.